Shnet one kuf beis amad aluf hazayrek v'niskar meyachas sheyatzas samiyaday. So you threw something b'shaygig, as Rashi here says on Shabbos, after it left your hands and before it landed and before the malacha was completed, you reminded yourself that it's Shabbos. And then what happened is, this is the simple pshat of the Mishnah, we'll see the Gemara will discuss this, but the simple pshat of the Mishnah is, and then in addition to the fact that you reminded yourself, what happened is, kol somebody else jumped out of his position, ran towards the item that you threw, and he caught it in his hands. So which basically means then, that the place that you threw it, where it was destined to land, it didn't land there. Somebody else caught it out of the position where it was going to land. So now you have the issue of Shnaim Shasu. Two people participated in this malacha. You threw it into one place, and someone else came and caught it earlier on, caught it in another place. Or Kalta Kelev. Or it, a, a dog caught it in its mouth. Now, a, a dog catching it in its mouth, the issue, as Rashi here says, is not only the fact that it didn't land in the position that you intended, even if it did, even if the dog was right there from the beginning when you threw it, but his mouth is not a Mokim Dalit doesn't have the minimum requirement for the space for it to land. It has to be four by four tfachim. <coughs> we'll see soon in the Gemara. The Gemara will explain. We'll see. Aisha Nisrafa, or he threw it and um, after he reminded himself, what happened also is it went into a fire and it got burnt. So it never really landed because as it landed, it got burnt. That's the beginning. So Potter. So the mission says in all of these cases, he'll be Potter. Zorak is chabura, similar halacha, a person throws something, not, and here we're not talking about the malacha of a hitzah, or the malacha of a person that's carrying four amas in the Rishos He throws something, pasha to hurt somebody, to make a chabura, to a um, black and blue mark. So bein ba'adam, whether he threw it at a person, bein behema, whether he threw it at a behema. So making a chabura in itself is a malacha, as we'll see later on in the Gemara. So, but he reminded himself, before it actually hit this person, he reminded himself that it's an Isser, that it's Shabbos. He reminded himself before that, Potter, he's going to be Potter. Now, the Mishnah explains the Pshad over here, and why he would be Potter if he reminded himself before the Malacha was done. Here's the Klal regarding a Karm Chatos. Anytime a person is Chayav Chatos, and that's true, here by Shabbos and in other cases as well. Einon chayavais, you're not going to be chayav on a carbon chatos at shetehet chilason v'soifon shgaga. If the beginning of the malacha and the conclusion of the malacha, you are a shaygik throughout the entire time. Chilason shgaga v'soifon zadain. If in the beginning when you began the malacha you were a shaygik, but before the malacha is completed you're amazed, you reminded yourself and now you're amazed. Chilason zadain. Or in the beginning you were amazed. But the Seif and Shkaga, somehow you, you forgot afterwards and now you're a Sheigik, you'll be Potter. You have to be a Sheigik throughout the action of the Malacha beginning till the end. If the person is a Sheigik throughout the Maisa Aveda, then you have a Karma Chatas. Okay, so now the Gemara is going to ask an obvious question that it seems like the Seif of the Mishnah is contradicting the Reish of the Mishnah. Why is that? So let me just explain outside before we learn inside. In the Seifa of the Mishnah, it's telling you that to be Chayav a Karp Mechatos, you have to be a Shagik throughout, from the beginning till the end. So if so, in the Reish of the Mishnah, the very first case where it says that he threw it and he remembered, why does the Mishnah say that the only reason you put it is because someone else came and completed the Malacha? 
or the dog caught it in its mouth and therefore wasn't a full malacha. Let's say it was a full malacha. Let's say it landed exactly where you intended it to land. Still, you should be potty because you were niskar. You remembered. And we're saying that as long as you remember the middle, it's not a full shaygig, not the entire malacha is a shaygig. So how does the, why isn't it making it so complicated in the ratio of the Mishnah? Frek the Gemara, going to the ratio of the Mishnah. Ha nocha, if he threw it and he remembered it's Shabbos and it did land in the place where he intended it to land, chayiv, so then he would be chayiv for it. Only reason he's potter is because it didn't land and someone else helped you with the malacha. Niskar, but he remembered that it was Shabbos, so in the middle of the Malachi he's not a Shagig anymore. With Tananan in the Seifa of the Mishnah it says, Kol only if the beginning of the end was a Shagig. So what's the Pshat in the Reish of the Mishnah? And for the Gemara, so there'll be a few Pshatim here in the Gemara. Amarav, so Rav explains, Amarav Kahana that is, sorry, Rav Kahana explained, Seifa, in the Seifa when it says that you have to be both in the beginning and the end, the Shaygig, you know when that's talking about? Asa lelachta umista, It's talking about a case where you have a clamp and you have a rope that's, that's connected to this clamp and you threw the clamp and you're still holding the rope in your hand so you never let go of it fully. So because you never let go of it fully, so therefore if you're not a shagig until the end, over there I say that you're, not, that you're going to be potter. Because you're still holding on to it. In a case where you threw it out of your hands and you let go of it, and you were a shagig at that point, it doesn't matter anymore if you reminded yourself later, if you became amazed later, because you let go of it. The klal in the safe of the mission that you have to be a shagig from the beginning till the end is because you're still holding on to it. Really? That's the pshat? Lechte umisna? A case where there's a clamp and he's still holding on to the rope in his hands? He's still holding on to this. There is no action of malacha bachlal. what his kavana is. You know, it's bachlal not a malacha. If you throw something and you're still holding on to it, and even if it does land, even if it ends up landing, you should be potter. Because you're still holding on to one part of it in your hands. You only hide when you throw something and you let go of it completely. So if you're making a cloud, Mishnah is making a statement, this is a cloud. Correct, so, so making a kimta. But even if Timtzalayma, you know, the Gemara sometimes makes a kimtas, but it's, it's, the Gemara says it's just not true l'chayra. It's not b'chalal, not a malacha. So the Gemara says a different pshat. Kagoin, the pshat in the safe of the Mishnah is when it says this cloud that he only chai of chatos. If you're the beginning and the end of Shegeek, the safe of the Mishnah is only referring to the case where you intended to make a Chabura. Once you threw it and you intended to make a Chabura, so then you have to be a Shegeek until the end where it landed and you actually made the Chabura. That's over there. But in the first case of the Mishnah, where it says that you threw it over there, even if you reminded, <coughs> even if you reminded yourself, you'll still be chayev. So there's a difference if you're doing the malacha of Hitzah or if you're doing the, the malacha of making a chabura. Okay, but the Gemara asks right away, it, that's, that can't be pshat in the Mishnah. Ho nami tanina. This case where a person threw it and he intended to make a chabura, that it says right before that. Hazayrik lases chabura. Beim ba'odam beim ba'behema v'niskar at shaloi nases chabura pata. Didn't it say that case right before this in the Mishnah? So if it says that explicitly, why would we say that the klal in the end of the Mishnah is only talking about that case that it already spelled out before? Elama Rave, so Rave says, Rave gives a different shot. The shot over here is Bemaver, the safe of the Mishnah where it says that you have to be both in the beginning 
and in the end of the Malacha Shegik throughout the entire time, it's not talking about a person that threw the item. It's talking about a person that was walking with the item from the Rishos HaYachet to the Rishos HaRabim or he was walking with it in the Rishos HaRabim for Amos. He's walking with it. So the point is, if you're walking with it and you're holding it in your hands, at any moment you can stop the Malacha. It's still in your hands. So over there we say that you have to be a Shegik until the end. If at a certain point in the middle you remembered and you continued going even though you could have stopped, so over here I, I separate, I divide the malacha. One half was a shegig and one half was a mezit, so you don't bring a carbon chatos. So over there I say that you're going to be potter. What's the ratio of the Mishnah talking about? Hazaydik, you threw it. The moment it left your hand, you can't take it back anymore. So even though you became a mezit in the middle, but it's too late. How are you taking it back? The action of the malacha is totally done, it's out of your hands, and therefore if you remember it afterwards, it doesn't matter. So the Gemara doesn't like this pshat either. Frek the Gemara, but diktani, the where it says that you have to be a shaykh throughout, what is, this say, what is it going on? Diktani, azrike katani. It's saying this in the Mishnah where it said before, the case of Zaydik. So it seems to be going in the case of Zaydik, not a case where the person is holding it in his hands. So Rav says, the pshat over here in the Mishnah is as follows. Tarti katani. The Mishnah, you have to read the ratio of the Mishnah differently. The ratio of the Mishnah has to be divided. It's saying two different things. First thing it's saying is, You threw something and you reminded yourself it's Shabbos after it left from your hands. That's one case. Full stop. Inami. Then there's an, another case. Even if you did not remember it's Shabbos, but the call to Acher. Somebody else ran and caught it. Or a third case, or a dog caught it, or you threw and it landed in a place where it got burned, potter, you'll be potter. So the ratio of the Mishnah was saying that you would be potter even if it did end up landing where you intended it to land, if you remembered it's Shabbos. You don't, you don't read the Mishnah together, it's a separate case. So that it, it fits exactly with what it said in the Seifa of the Mishnah. Ravashi Ravashi says yet another shot in the Mishnah here. <coughs> No, it's a separate thing. Either you reminded yourself, then you put there, or another case, cult of person cult or the Caliph cult or Mr. Fox, different cases. Ravashi Ravashi says, there's missing here in the Mishnah, and this is how you have to learn Pshat in the Mishnah. So as Tesis over here says, the pshat that Ravashi is about to say doesn't mamish mean that there's a words missing in the Mishnah. A lot of times when the Gemara says chasuri it literally means that there's pshat words missing in the Mishnah. But here Ravashi is saying there is the, the explanation of the Mishnah. You have to add the following explanation. This is what the Mishnah is saying. He threw it and he remembered after it came out of his hands. And you do read it together, not like Rava, you read it together. And then besides that, somebody else came and caught it. I called a kelev, or it fell in the mouth of a, or a dog. Or it got burnt. Potter. Only then will you be potter if the second thing happened. It's not enough the fact that you reminded yourself. <coughs> and then, so what do we understand from this part of the Mishnah? If it would have landed where you intended it to land, you would be chayiv, even though you reminded yourself. But here, the pshat of the Mishnah is as follows. The reish of the Mishnah that's saying that even if you reminded yourself, you would be chayiv if it landed where you intended it to land. 
This guy's mind is uh, playing around with him. He, 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 <laughs> he forgot again. He forgot again that it's Shabbos. So when it, he, he began the Malacha, and when he completed the Malacha, he had the Shagig. He, he didn't know it's Shabbos. In between, there was, he had this memory. If he did not forget again at the completion of the Malacha, he would be Potter. And here comes the Seif of the Mishnah. Any person that's The critical parts of the Malacha is the start and the finish, the beginning and the end. If then you're a Shagig, you're Chayiv. You don't have to have a Shagig throughout according to Ravashi. If even in the middle you remembered, as long as you forgot again at the end and the Malacha was completed B'Shaygig, you're also going to be Chayef. So it's, the, it's, it's, it's an additional Chiddush that Ravashi sees over here in the Mishnah. Like Rav's Pshat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a new, it's, he's adding a new, he's, he's adding a new Alacha. He's not disagreeing to Rav's Alacha, but he's just adding another Alacha. He's adding another Alacha. Okay. So the cloud that it said in the end of the Mishnah, that you have to be a shaygig in the beginning and in the end. So here the Gemara brings an interesting machlaikis. Itma, learn the machlaikis. So a person is being mavir, he's, he's uh, walking under the Shusarabim, or maybe throwing under the Shusarabim, we'll see in a moment, and, uh, which is four Amas, right? So what happens if as follows? Itma, we learned the following machlek. Shtei Ames b'shegig. The first two Ames, he was a shegig. Then Shtei Ames b'mezid. The next two Ames, he was a mezid. And then Shtei Ames, the other two Ames, he was again a shegig. That's going to be the Allah in this case. So he actually did more than the minimum requirement of the Malach, which is four Ames. He went six Ames. Six Ames, more. So Rabba Omar Potter. Rabba says in such a case it'd be Potter. And Rava Omar Chayev. And Rava says that in such a case he would be Chayev. So the Gemara. Let's see, let's see. So the Gemara, it's a little bit different. Let's see, the Gemara will explain. Rabba Omar Potter. Rabba says in such a case he would be Potter. He reminded himself in the middle. Even according to Rabba Gamliel, the Omar, what did Rabba Gamliel say? This is going to come in another few blots. We're going to learn this soon. The shit of Rabba Gamliel. Right, the Rav Gamliel says, the Omar ain't yidiyah l'chatzi shir. There's no relevance to, to, to a knowledge that you have for a half a shir. Which means, we, we know that a person that repeats the same halacha twice, so you chayv once, if it wasn't the same lapse of unawareness. So it's one big shaygig, if you repeat the same thing twice, you chayv once. What's if you did only a half a malacha? And then you remember it, and then you continued, and you did the other half of the malacha. Does that divide it into two? So Rabbi Gamliel says, no, it doesn't. If you did one half and you had a memory and then you, can, you continued and you did the other half and you were a shagig again, like basically like Ravashi was talking about, we connect the two parts and we say that Yechayev for this. Because the idea in middle for a half a shir is not significant. If you did a full malacha and then you remember it and then you did another full malacha, so then that idea in between separates them. But a idea for a half a malacha... Huh? Rabbi Gamliel would say you're only chayev for two, four, and two. You have to have the, 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 the forgetfulness has to be for a full shear. Correct. Yeah. That, that's what separates the malachas. The idea that you have in the middle of a malacha for a half a shear is not significant. So over here, we're talking about a person that also remembered in the middle. 
So Rabbi would say it's not the same thing. Hasam, when Rabbi Gamliel said this, who the chikagomar when he completes the melacha chikagomar shiura when he completes the other half of the melacha b'shegik kagomar he's doing it b'shegik. The example that Rashi gives is a simple example of a, the, the melacha of writing. What's the shear of the melacha of writing? Two letters. You wrote one letter and then you had an awareness and then you forgot again and you wrote the next letter. He did both of them b'shegik. He wrote the first letter b'shegik and the second letter b'shegik. The middle he had the idea. So in such a case, Rabbi Gamliel says the idea in the middle does not separate it and it's one melacha. That's there. But over here, Avul Hacha, in this case, when this person carried it six Amis, the Bemezid, the second two Amis, which is the completion of his melacha, was done Bemezid. Even though he continued going and he did another two Amis afterwards, which is now a total of six Amis, but the, the next two Amis is not needed or not part of the melacha anymore. The second two was done b'meizid, the last two was done b'shegig. The second two is the completion of the melacha. And then he was amazed, because now he has the length of four amas. The last two is, is already not negated to the melacha, you don't need the other two anymore. So since he completed the melacha b'meizid loy, so therefore he wouldn't be chayev. So even though the idea came in the middle of the melacha, but over here he actually completed the melacha b'meizid. So therefore it would be potter. Ubemai, now the Gemara explains this opinion of, of, um, of uh, Rabbe, what are we talking about? If we're talking about that he threw it and it landed six amas away, he is a shaykh at the completion of the malacha, even though the malacha, Rashi explains, even though the malacha is extending further than the minimum amount of four amas you need, but when you throw it, it's out of your hands, you can't stop it. So therefore, the Hanacha, the completion of the Malacha, is only happening at six Amis. So when you throw it, six Amis is the completion of the Malacha. That's where it's landing. So that's not what Rabbah was talking about. El Abamaver. Rabbah was talking about when you're walking with it. And you could have stopped after four Amis. And at that point you were amazed. And you continue going another two Amis. So therefore, when you completed the Malacha, which was at the fourth Amma, four Amis, over there you were amazed. So therefore you put the carbon chatos. That's what Rabbi says. Now we go to the other Rava. That's how you have to be guided here. Rava Omar Chayev. And Rava says, Yechayev. Why Yechayev? So the Gemara explains, Rava says, Yechayev, even according to the Rabbanon that say, that an awareness, a middle of the Malacha, interrupts the Malacha, but not here. Hasam who dibiyadai over there it, it, it interrupts the malacha because he has the choice whether to continue the malacha or not to continue the malacha. Like the example I mentioned, Rashi says he wrote one letter and then he writes another letter. So he's doing two parts of the action of the malacha and when he does it, he's a shaygik. So over there he's going to be chayev. But aval hacha the ein biyadai over here when Rav is said that he would be chayev, we're talking about a case that it was not in his hands to stop the malacha anymore. And the Gemara right away explains when is that that it's not in his hands to stop the malacha? Ubemai, ibemavir. If Rav is saying this when he's actually walking with it, he could stop it. After four amas, he could stop, or after two amas, at any point, he could stop. It's in his hands. Rava only said that he would be chayiv as if when he threw it and it's out of his hands, so then he can't stop it anymore. And where is it going to land? It's going to land after six Amis. And because he can't stop it anymore, so therefore the fact that he had a yidiyah in between does not interrupt the malacha. So Rashi says that according to the maskana, like Rashi says, 
Rav and Rabba really are not arguing Bechlal. One was talking about, Rabba was talking about when he was walking with it, and, Ra- and Rav was talking about when he threw it. So it's not a Machlaikis. Yeah. Now we come back to the case of the Mishnah where it landed in the mouth of the dog or it landed into a fire. So Omar Rabbe, Rabbe said, or others are good, it's Omar Zorak if you threw it and it landed in the mouth of the dog, or on a fire, chayiv. You are chayiv. Frek the Gemara, how could Rabbe said this? We clearly learned in the Mishnah that if somebody else Caught this thing, they caught the item you threw. I caught a caliph or it landed in the, in the mouth of the dog. I shouldn't have it got burnt potter. So it clearly says in the Mishnah, you potter. Answers the Gemara, Hossam, Deloy, Mechavin. In our Mishnah, the reason why you potter is because you did not intend for it to land in that place. So therefore, if it ends up getting burnt, so it didn't have a, a proper Hanoche, got burnt. You didn't intend it to get burnt and there was never a Hanoche. You didn't intend it to go into the mouth of the dog and it ends up going there. So it's, it's not a chosh of a place for a Hanoche. It's not a Dalet al Dalet. When Rav says that it lands there, you specifically aimed it into the fire. You aimed it into the mouth of the dog and therefore you'd be chayiv. And this goes back to what you mentioned before, to the cloud that we learned before in the first Patek. If you intended to land in a certain place, the very fact that you intended to land there gives it a chshivas of dalet al dalet, as if it's, it has the right space for it to land there. We see this also from what we learned in the Mishnah. And here there's an interesting case. It says in the Braise, Yesh Oichel Achila Achas. There's a person that could be eating one, one piece of food, but Vachayev Alea Dalat Chatois. And he's Chayev to bring four times a carbon Chatos and Veosham. And he's also Chayev to bring a carbon Osham. What would be that case? Veosham Echad. Hatome Shochal Chaylev, a person that's Tome. So that's one issue, that he's Tomei and he's going to be eating Kotchim, as we'll say in a moment. But he ate not only not Stam Kotchim, he ate Chaylev. The fats of the carbon, and mina and it's the leftovers of a carbon that's past the prescribed time to eat it from kachim. So you chayiv, huh? And was biyayim akipurim. What? That's a complete and this was done on biyayim akipurim. Okay, so Yechayev for eating the Chaylev, Yechayev for eating the Neisar, Yechayev for eating a Yom Kippur, and also Yechayev for him being Tomei for the Tuma Yechayev, I believe the Tuma is the one that Yechayev a carbon Oshem for. Okay, um, or actually, sorry, for the Kotchim Yechayev the Oshem. Asham Me'ilois, for the Kotchim Yechayev to bring, uh, the fact that he ate the Kotchim, it's an Oshem. So it's four Chatois and one carbon Oshem. Rab Meir, Rab Meir says there could even be another carbon here. Af, if this happened on Shabbos, and while he's eating this, he walks out with it in his mouth. It's inside his mouth, and he swallows it when he walks into the Rishus Rabim. So he's doing an Akira, he lifted it up in the Rishus Yachid, and it lands in his stomach when he walks out to the Rishus Rabim. He'll be chayiv another malacha for, for the malacha of Shabbos. He'll be chayiv another carbon. Uh, so, yeah, Taisvis over here explains why Dafka the Gemara says Shabbos and not Yom Kippur. L'chayr is a malacha of Yom Kippur as well. Rab Meir holds not. Okay, Rab Meir holds Dafka Shabbos. Amrulai, so that the Tanakam is said to Rab Meir, okay, it's, it's true, you'd be chayv another time if it was Yom Shabbos and he carried out. But Enim and Hashem, it's not the same action. He's not chayv for the same thing. We were bringing examples for a person that just for the eating is chayv all these things. You're bringing something where it's, which is not really connected to the eating. Over here, it's about the carrying. 
Even though, you see, according to Rav Meir, how is this person chayev? When he swallows. The moment you swallow, that's the hanocha of the food. That's the completion of the carrying. So therefore, Rav Meir considered it to be part of the act of the eating. The eating itself creates the hanocha. But the Tanakhama says no. But over here, he's not chayev for the eating. He's chayev for the hoitzah, for the act of it landing in his stomach when he swallowed it. So therefore, it's not part of this example where you chayev for the achila itself. But now the Gemara asks the question, Vamai, according to Rab Meir, why would he be chayiv? It's not the derech to be mighty something, to carry something out in your mouth. We had this before in the Gemara, carrying in your mouth is not the derech of Ella, the answer is, Kivin, the Kamechavin, because the person is having this intention, he's intending to carry it out this way, he's eating it and he wants to carry it out this way, so that makes this way choshev, it makes the space in his mouth choshev to carry this way. The same thing is also true regarding throwing something and it landing in a space that's not 4x4, four four. it doesn't have the you or even it getting burnt when it lands, since he has that kavana for it to land there, his machshavim makes it a chosh of a place and he's chayev for the malacha. Hadron Allah Let's talk about Allah who's walking out of the house and cleaning out the because um, it's the derech to carry it out if it's in your mouth. If you take uh, an item that it's not the derech to keep in your mouth, you put a coin in your mouth and you carry it out that way, you put it. But if it's food and you're intending to eat it that way, so that's chosher for you, and then you'll be chayat. Yeah. So chewing gum, for example. Whatever. Zok the mission. Begin a new peidik. Habayna. We go to a new malacha, the malacha of bayna. A person that's building on Shabbos, which is one of the Lama Tess Malachis, if you work your way backwards actually from the Malachis that uh, here, Hitzah, which is the last of the Malachis, the one right before that is Makib Patish, and then comes before that Baina. So the Gemara here really wants to discuss Makib Patish. This is what the Taisvis Yamtiv says. The Mishnah wants to discuss Makib Patish, which is the one right before Hitzah, but Makib Patish is the final blow. You can only talk about Makib Patish if you start with Baina. So therefore we go to Baina. So when a person builds something, what is the minimum amount required that you should be chayiv? You build just anything, any small tiny thing, as the Gemara will give different examples for this. Hamasatis, a person that's chiseling a stone to prepare it for to be an, a brick in a building, or he's maybe designing it to be prepared to be used. Or Here's the Malach of Makkeb Patish, where is the final blow with a hammer or with a sledgehammer. The way Rashi here describes Makkeb Patish is when you have a rock that's in a mountain and you want to separate the rock and get it out of the mountain. So you're banging and you're banging and then there's that final blow when it finally separates and comes out. So that's like the completion of the Malacha where it uh, separates it. Hakideyach, or a person that's drilling a hole, also part of Baina, Kol even if it's a tiny small hole, you're going to be chayev. Ze'aklal kolo isim malacha. Any malacha that you do on Shabbos, you're building anything. Umalachto miskayemes b'Shabbos. And the malacha will endure, it will, will remain there. It's something that you're doing that has it's a kayach to remain there on its own. Chayev, you're chayev for that. If it's something that can't last, it's a kind of malacha that won't last, you're not chayev for it. Says, a person that's banging, you're trying to bang a nail in. Sometimes when you bang the nail in, you don't hit the nail, you hit the surface that you're banging, you're not banging the nail itself. You also chayv. 
This is also a tikkun, this is also part of the, the fixing of what you're doing, building on Shabbos. And the Gemara will explain this as we'll see when we get there. Okay, so the Gemara starts off with the kol shuhu. What's the example of a person building that he would be high even if he build mamish, a tiny drop? What is that? Kol shuhu, if it's just a small tiny thing, lamai chazya, what is that fit for? You're building it for what purpose? As we know by the Malach of Haitzah, if you might see something and it has no use, so then you're not chayev. So the same should apply by building. If it has zero use, so then you shouldn't be chayev. So what is the culture that it has use for? says, ani, guma, a poor person could dig a tiny little hole, If He has a few coins that he owns and he wants to hide his coins there. So therefore, it's a tiny little thing that he built, that he dug, and he's, that he's chayev. That's useful for him. Yeah. Outdoors. Indoor, outdoors, it's part of Baina, yeah. The Chosa Gabi Mishkan. Now, the Gemara says we find this similar in the Mishkan. Taisus Sovi explains, in other words, the Gemara Bavarans, you might still think, even though it has some kind of a use to it, but it's so not Choshev, it's so not significant, so maybe it shouldn't be a Malacha. But we find that this was something that was done and was significant, that was useful even in the Mishkan. Shekain Taifre Yiriyais, the people that were sowing, the Yiriyais of the Mishkan, Chaifrin Guma La'atzniya Ba Machteyen. They dug little pits to hide over there their needles that they were using for their work. Abai Omar, Abai disagrees. Abai says, no, they would not do that in the Mishkan. Even the Mishtachi, if you hide your little needles inside the ground, which could be moist, it gets rusty. They did not do so in the Mishkan. Ella rather, what's the Pshat in in the Mishkan? Something else. Not exactly such a Kol Shuhu, but Shekain, Ani Oise Pitpute Kira. And Ani will create this little stand for a little um, stove top, Kira Ketana, small stove top. To place in it a small pot to heat up water, let's say. So that's a little thing that he builds, a little stand that he builds to create this little makeshift oven to, or makeshift stovetop to cook for himself. And the Chvasa Gavi Mishkan is similar by the Mishkan as well. When they were cooking the, the herbs that they needed for the dye, for the Yiriyas to color it, if they had dye and they ran out, there was a little bit that they had to cook more. So what did they do? So they didn't cook up a massive pot again. They would make a little stand and, and cook a little pot. With a little pot to cook. So therefore this was done in the Mishkan as well. argues and also says, no, this was not done in the Mishkan. There's no anias, uh, poverty, in the place of richness. In the Mishkan, the Lechatchila made it great. The Lechatchila made enough dye for the Yiriyas and for there to be leftovers. They never had a situation where they had to, they ran short and they had to then cook again a little bit for the, uh, for the uh, dye. Elo, so he, therefore he gives a third example. She came, Balabayis, Sheyeshle Nekev Bibirasa, a rich man that has a small hole in the wall of his house and it doesn't look perfectly nice, so he closes it up, he puts a patch in there to close it up, so even a tiny little hole that you close up is also a malacha. And the chvasa gabi mishkan, and this you find in the mishkan, shekin keresh, shenoflo beidarna, one of the krashim, that there was a, a, a worm that ate a little, little part of the keresh, matav letoicha avar v'saismai, they would pour into it some, some lead to close up even a tiny little hole inside the krashim. So therefore that's the kol of the building that you for. 
Omar Shmuel, Shmuel said, Hamitzadeid Esa Evan Chayef, a person that takes a brick or a stone and basically places it, he positions it into the ground, sort of puts it a little bit into the ground and positions it right over there. Chayef, you're Chayef just by positioning it in the ground this way. What happens in a case where you have one person in his building and he places the rock in its position? The second person comes along and puts the cement to connect it there. Only the person that put the cement is chayv. So what do you see from this? Just positioning the, the rock over there in the space is not, is not chayv. So the Gemara says, why don't you read on what it says over there in that Braise? What does it say in the Seif of the Braise? Rabbi Yaisi says, Over there in the Braise it says that if you have rows of bricks, you have rows of rocks or rows of bricks, and you put another row on top of that row, you just place it on top, you are Chayef. So Rabbi Yaisi says, without any cement whatsoever, just placing another brick on top, you are chayef. So the question of the Gemara is, what's going on? Do you have to have dafke cement to be chayef? Or even just placing a brick on top of another brick, which is even less than positioning it in the ground. Positioning in the ground, at least it's firm there, a little bit, a little bit firm in the ground. Placing one brick on top of another brick, here Rabbi Yaisi says, even then you're chayef. What's the pshat in this? Allah says the Gemara, when it comes to building rows of bricks, there are three aspects over here, there are three levels over here in this building. There's the tata, the lowest uh, row, mitzia, the middle row, v'ila, and the top row. Tata, the lowest row, in order to be chayiv, as long as you position it and you put it into the ground a little bit, for that you would be chayiv, without any cement whatsoever. And that's what Shmuel was speaking about. Mitzia, when you're on the second row, so over here, boy namitina. The only way you'd be chai is if you connect these two bricks to each other, only if you added some uh, cement. And that was what the Braise before was talking about. Then Eloi, then the top row of the bricks, Bahanochabalma. Once you come to the top row, so now you're already creating a shtickle structure. So over there, even just placing down the brick, you'd be chai without anything else. The next case is said of the mission of Ahamasates, a person that is chiseling the rocks in order to prepare them to uh, be uh, for construction. Sorry, the top row, also you don't need anything else. Once you place your top row, you're not putting anything on top of that. The tip is already there. If there's tit from, okay, well, if you place the, uh, on the top, even if there's no tit connecting the top to the middle, it still would be chayev. Because sof sof, it creates that height and it's already a binion just by the fact that it's a top row. Chayre. So the person that's chiseling these rocks, what is he chayev for? Which malacha? Rav Rav says he's building, he's preparing it for the construction, and that's part of the process of construction, and therefore Yechayah for Baina. Shmuel says, You're taking this rock that's not, not fully finished to be used, and you're finishing it off, you're chiseling it and forming it, that's Makebepatish, that's the final blow. person that makes a hole in a chicken coop. Right, so the chickens get, are inside and there's fumes inside and it's hot inside and you have to make some hole to let out some of the fumes and you make a hole in the chicken coop. Shaltana Gailim, Ravam, again there's an argument here, Rav says Mishumbayna. So you make that hole, so you're building it, you're preparing it that it should be properly used for these chickens, Yechayev. Shmuel Amar Mishumakebepatish. No, in that case you only Yechayev for finishing it off because of Makebepatish, not for building. A third case, Ayel Shufte Bekupine Demara. You have a uh, shovel which has 
Huh? It is shaykh to be chayef above. Good question. Um, some of Farshim say that when Rav says Yechayev Mishum Baina, he means to say that Yechayev for both, for Baina and Makkev Apatish. <coughs> Shmuel came and argued and said only Makkev Apatish and not Baina. That's the Pshat of the Gemara. Very good. So the third case is Ayel Shuftu Bekupina Demara. A person has the handle and the actual uh, blade of the shovel itself, and you want to, or the plate of the shovel itself, and you want to connect the handle to the shovel itself, so there, there is that, there's this, there's this hole where you place a peg inside to connect the two together. So Rav Oma, if he connected the two together with that peg, Rav says, Mishum Baina, Yechayev for Baina, or maybe Rav means Yechayev for both, Baina and Makkeh Bepatish, or Shmuel Omar, Mishum Makkeh Bepatish, Yechayev only for Makkeh Bepatish. So now the Gemara will explain, why did we say all three cases? seems to be repeating the same machlekes, just applying it to three different cases. So the Gemara explains the Tzricha. We need all these three cases. The Yashmin on Kamaisif, we'll just speak about the first case where you're chiseling the rocks. Ba'ahikomarav, is saying that Yechayah for Bainemish and the Derech Binyin Bekach. That's how you build. You take rocks and you, oh, that's always the way you build. You have to chisel them out to prepare them for building. But maybe in a case where you're making a hole in the chicken coop, this is not the regular way of building. Maybe here Rabbi would agree, Rav would agree to Shmuel, because as Rashi explains, when you make that hole, you're doing it to re- release some of the fumes that are inside over there where the birds are inside. But it's not like a regular window that you make that's usually made for air to come in and out. So maybe it's not the regular way of building. So therefore it has to tell you that Rav says that no, even there it's an opening. It's compared to a window in Yechayev. Vyashmin in Baha'i, if we would say the second case, I would say, Baha'u in the second case, Rav says, Yechayev, Mishum Dudami Labinian, because it's an opening like a window and it's compared to making a window in Yechayev. The Avdila Vira, it is considered to be to be made for ear, not only to let out the fumes, but also to allow ear to come in and Yechayev. Putting in that peg to connect these two parts together. That's not the derech of binyan, so maybe here you would be potter. Maybe Rav would agree to Shmuel, and therefore it says that even in this last case, Yechayev. Mitzat binyan, right. And if we'd only say the last case, then I would say maybe Baha Ka'oma Shmuel. Maybe only in the last case Shmuel argued and said the only Chayef from Akebe Patish. In the previous two cases, maybe I would say there it's more like a regular Binyan and there he agrees to Rav the Yechayef or Binyan. Therefore, Tzricha, I need all three cases to say that Yechayef, that they argued, that Rav and Shmuel argued whether Yechayef or Bina or Makebe Patish. Just to finish off with one point that Taisus uh, makes over here. Here from this Gemara you see that the Isser of Binyan is also in Kalim, not only in an actual structure of a building. We had already before in the Gemara that you could have Baina in a, in a person, in a human body, where you build up to in a braid of a, of a, of a woman's uh, hair. There's Binyan in a person, there's Binyan in food, we had that by cheese, when you take the, create a block of cheese, Gvina, Megabin. And now over here we see in the Gemara, when you get to this shovel, that there's Binyan Bekalim. And Taisa says, even though there's a Befeidish Gemara, that there's no Binyan Bekalim, that's when you have parts of a Kali, that you put together parts of a Kali. But over here, when you're actually building a Kali, when you're taking a Kali, uh, you're Gaimer the Kali. It's not just the parts that you're screwing in together, but you're Gaimer the whole Kali. For that, you would be high if there is Binyan Bekalim. And Al-Tarev brings this to Shulchan Aruch also. Okay. Rab, that the right, according Shmuel to Rav, correct. Shmuel Chayr is arguing for a different reason because he says it's not the derech, it's more the derech of Makkah Bepatish. 
Yeah.